0: Thank you very much for joining us today in our Marketing Experiments Web Clinic. My name is Andy Mott and I will be the moderator for today's clinic. Uh, We've got lots of great content for you and we are expecting a completely full house today. So if we were doing this in person, you'd be getting to know your neighbor really well, but luckily you can all do this in the comfort of your own offices or homes. We've got so much content for you today that let's just go ahead and and dive right in right now with the case study. So this particular case study uh, comes from the Marketing Sherpa Research Library. Uh, This is a company by the name of Moose Jaw who sells uh, apparel that is uh, geared towards an active lifestyle. So the purpose uh, or their objective here was to increase engagement uh, from their customers and also their brand awareness by using some key social media channels. So what they wanted to find out was how growing engagement Will impact sales, of course. Uh, and what is it that we can do to actually engage customers in a in a conversation with us in these social channels? So what they did was uh, a giveaway, and I'll give a little bit of background about the about the giveaway here. It is twenty days of decent giveaways was the name of this campaign. So for this entire twenty day period. Uh, Moose Shaw was, was doing a, a giveaway, and the way it worked was uh, the only way you could enter in their giveaway contest was by replying to a comment that they had made on their uh, fan page at uh, uh, Facebook or by retweeting one of the tweets that they uh, had given during a particular hashtag. Uh, also, the only the only way you could win is if you uh, responded within 30 to 45 minutes of them coming out with this with this actual offer. Then they selected the, the winners at random and notified them via the, the social media channel. So let me show you a quick example of, of how this looked. This was an example of the email that they sent out to their customer list to uh, let them know that this was happening You can't answer via email. You couldn't go to the website and enter. The only way to enter was interacting with a social media channel. So on their Facebook messaging, uh, here's an example. The first giveaway was they were giving away uh, jackets, reply to this post within a certain amount of time, and we will randomly pick the winner. Uh, On the Twitter page, it was retreat using this hashtag within the next uh, uh, 30 to 45 minutes, uh, and we will pick five winners at random. So what they found was something very interesting. Uh, they didn 't find that customers were just giving a uh, a retweet or just saying reply or something meaningless in this uh, in the social media channel. Uh, they were actually talking about the products they were talking with each other, they were interacting they were talking about the company uh, and this this free product giveaway actually spurred real conversations happening, which is is very interesting so let 's take a look at the results. What they saw was a 15% increase in sales for those products that they had selected to give away. So the conclusion that's to be drawn here is that by spurring this conversation and engaging their customers in the social media channels, both Twitter and Facebook, they were customers were having conversations about these products, and they observed a real tangible increase in sales while this was going on. So that's, that's the bottom line, but there's also some secondary metrics here, uh, which are, Uh, the 45% increase in Twitter followers, and also the 31% increase in Facebook fans. So not only did they uh, create the conversation happening with their customers, but they also increased the number of customers who were having this conversation. So this case study very interesting from Marketing Sherpa. You can certainly read uh, all about it at uh, MarketingSherpa.com. But let's talk about what we're going to do today. The real question for us today is how can we as marketers get the most out of social media? So we are very fortunate to have uh, two speakers today. Uh, The first one is Sergio Boleno, who comes to us uh, from Marketing Sherpa and writes the social media strategy. Hello, Sergio, and welcome.
1: Thank you, Andy. Pleasure to be here.
0: And we also have our old friend, Boris Grinko, from the Marketing Experiments team, who is going to be showing us how we can apply Marketing Experiments uh, optimization optimization methodologies to some of the things things that we're doing doing in social social media. media. Welcome, Welcome, Boris. Boris.
2: Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone.
0: All right, so without further ado, I'm going to hand it over to Sergio to tell us a little bit more about Marketing Sherpa's social media research.
2: Well, folks, first I
1: apologize if you hear some delay or see some delay between uh, what I'm talking about and on the screen. I'm I'm working today remotely from Cape Cod, and I'm about 1,000 miles from Andy and Boris, so uh, we'll we'll try to smooth things out as we go along. Uh, What we wanted to to, uh, talk about today was, data that uh, was developed in our 2010 Social Media Marketing Research Benchmark Guide. And the, uh, the, the, primary, the, uh, the primary research that was, uh, that was done in this was, there were actually two of them. One was about 2,300 uh, marketers were interviewed by, by email survey uh, to get their, their attitudes and opinions about what works and what doesn't for them in, uh, in social media marketing. And we did another study of about 1,300 users of social media to find out how they're using it, what they need it for, and what's uh, motivating them uh, in their use of it. And uh, on this next slide, rather than get into more of the the, uh, methodologies of the survey, I want to talk to you about what we learned in this study. And the the first thing that that, uh, we learned is that, that social media uh, in the past year has, has created a whole new world of, of opportunities for marketers, um, but many are exploring this uh, new terrain without a compass. And uh, I say the neck that it, during the past year this occurred because a year and a half ago, we did our first social marketing benchmark research. And at that point, it was actually very difficult to develop the the study because it was so new, things were happening uh, so differently than they are today that it was difficult to really get a grasp of where to start with the research. But a year later, we're finding that a lot has changed. Uh, in looking back over the past year, we realized that a lot of the mistakes that were made were things like marketers being cap- captivated by the hype and ease of implementing social sites. This led them to do things that, um, that uh, just don't go with our usual marketing best practices. They were ignoring the, what worked and what didn't in marketing in general. They were launching social media marketing without a plan or pers- purpose. And they were thinking tactically rather than strategically about their, uh, about their objectives. And what we found in this second uh, study that was done uh, late last year was that a momentous change had occurred in the use of social media for marketing purposes. What we found was that social marketing is maturing and that methodologies are emerging. And what we're going to talk about today uh, is a methodology that we developed the the roadmap uh, for uh, mapping social marketing strategies. But you're also going to see a lot of methodologies from the marketing experiment side uh, about social media that this is going to present. So if we could look at the next slide. What we did when, when we decided to create a model for social marketing uh, is we took a two-dimensional approach, and, and that's shown here in, in, this, um, uh, in this diagram. Basically, if you look across the, the broad white area of this, um, this diagram, uh, on the left side you see uh, the, the acronym for uh, search, research objectives, actions, and devices, which is the road in roadmap. And next to those, each one of those, it just gives a brief explanation of, um, of what each one of those steps in the roadmap is. And the columns represent the phases of social marketing maturity, uh, the other dimension to this, to this approach. And the, uh, the phase one column is about trial and error phase. And phase two is about the transition between trial and strategic. And phase three, the columns to the far right, is about uh, the strate- taking a strategic approach, having a formal process that's routinely performed uh, in your sto- social media marketing program. If we go to the next slide. So if you took those, those three phases that are shown in the, the, uh, the marketing maturity model on the previous page, and one of the things we wanted to find out was uh, how far have marketers come, who is in what stage of social marketing maturity? And what this chart shows is uh, is that about one third of marketers today have no process that platform centric, uh, meaning that they just start a, a social network site or a Twitter account before they have any any plan in place, and that's represented by by phase one here. Phase two, the transition phase, there are already about forty percent of marketers in this phase where. They have an informal process that they randomly perform uh, to, to do their social media marketing. And what we're seeing is the, a rapid movement from trial to transition, and we expect by the end of this year for a, uh, a majority or at least 50% of marketers to be in that transition phase. And if we could go to the, the next uh, slide, we're going to talk about where you are now and, uh, and where you want to be. And this is a worksheet. We don't really have time today to go through this, but you're going to receive this presentation. So use it on your own to see how far you've come in the social media maturity uh, uh, process. And all you need to do is go across each row, uh, look at the, the one of the success factors to social media marketing, and decide whether you have a process for that, whether you have uh, an informal process uh, that's randomly performed uh, or no process at all. And, uh, and and just uh, rate yourself on it, and total them up, and, and see which phase in the the um, social marketing maturity uh, model you are. If we could go to the next slide, I'm going to go through these these um, data points pretty quickly on on the slides with charts on them, just because of the time constraints we have today. But when you fill out that uh, the, the worksheet on the previous slide. Uh, what you're basically doing is what um, what uh, marketers, 2300 marketers did in our survey so that we could break down not just what phase they were in, but break it down by each uh, roadmap element or success factor for social media marketing. And on this slide, the thing that stands out um, the, the most here, and, and it's one of the things that we found and that we mentioned earlier was happening in the past year with uh, social marketers, is if you look in the left corner of, of uh, the trial phase, you'll notice that devices, which really means the social media platforms, um, th- those were the focus of most social marketers in the trial phase. Um, but if you look, if you go across this chart to the third column, the strategic phase, you'll see that devices become the last thing that, that marketers think of, and, and that's where it gets uh, where it gets effective when. You've got a plan, you've got a strategy, and then you select your social platforms. We can go to the next one. What, what that chart, by the way, points out is that um, that the more mature an organization's social marketing is, the more effective it's going to be. And we're going to prove that with some of the data here. So when we go through the acronym, the uh, the roadmap um, uh, um, so elements or the success factors in the roadmap. Uh, one of the key questions that we start with here is uh, what do we need to know?
0: And um,
1: this is this is all about starting with the intelligence gathering to figure out where you are now. And it, it, because social marketing is a cyclical process as is most marketing processes, we're going to go all the way through this roadmap and then we're going to end up back at research to to find out not only where we were at the beginning, but now we can measure where we are uh, at the end of the cycle and and, and, uh, practice continuous improvement to get better as we go along. So at this phase, at the research phase, what we're doing is we're monitoring dialogue. We want to know what the social behaviors and, and the platform preferences are of our audience we're going to talk about profiling target audiences by social influence later. We break it down by three categories, silent majority, vocal minority, and social authority. And you want to benchmark things, as I mentioned. Benchmark them before you start so that you can show your, your, um, your improvement as you go along. And on the next slide, um, one of the things that you want to understand in this research phase is what motivates Friends and uh, what motivates users to to friend and follow the companies and brands on social media and what this chart points out the highlight here is that shopper issues are the things that uh, that motivate consumers most they want to learn about new products and features and services they want to know about special sales and and so forth, but what this, uh, doesn't, what this shows that that is a missed opportunity is at the bottom where entertainment uh, things that are funny or insightful, that also motivates uh, uh, consumers to get back into, uh, into a social site or, or follow the, the organization. Next please.
0: And Sergio, while we're waiting for the slide to transition, uh, just want to let you know that we are following the conversation uh, on Twitter using hashtag WebClinic, and uh, lots of people are are telling us uh, what phase that they're in. And I would encourage our audience to use that hashtag WebClinic and uh, and share your thoughts about what phase you're in and any other uh, comments or or questions you have about the WebClinic. Great,
1: good, good uh, benchmark to use later. Okay, so so in monitoring and measuring impact, um, we, we wanted to know uh, what percentage of, of uh, marketers were monitoring and measuring um, uh, which which uh, factors in the in social marketing, and um, what we found here. We're not going to go through each one of these, but on the left side, the the uh, the factors that uh, that marketers are monitoring and and uh, and uh, measuring. It's not surprising to see that uh, that most of those, at least at the top, are quantifiable uh, metrics, the quantifiable factors like the number of visitors uh, 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 to, to a website, uh, the traffic that goes to a blog, and so forth. But what's surprising is when you go just down uh, four items, we find that 50% of marketers are already tracking qualitative metrics like the quality of commentary. The sentiment about your brand uh, or product on, on the web, and, and this is uh, this is extremely important, and uh, it, it's it's a major factor, a major me- metric that you want to track are the qualitative metrics, and and uh, marketers are already doing it. Go to the next slide, please. So the the uh, the types of solutions that marketers are using, um, I, I just I happen to be right now in the middle of, of working on the. The next book, which is the Social uh, Roadmap uh, Handbook, to show not only the, the data but how to uh, perform social marketing tactics and how to put together the strategy and so forth. And I just happen to be looking at our, our list that we're going to be putting in there of solutions that uh, people are using to monitor and, and measure um, social marketing and. Uh, the, the list was over 120 solutions long, so there's plenty to choose from. The majority of them are free tools that can be used to, uh, to monitor and measure social media in general. Uh, 82% are using those. Then there are, are site specific tools um, like Twitter Search and Facebook Insight. 60% of marketers are using those to, to monitor and measure social media. There's a, a much smaller share, 20 to 16%, that are using paid or, or custom solutions, uh, paid solutions like uh, commercial solutions like Radiant 6 and, and Omniture and so forth. Um, these, these are all well, the free tools offer many, many features. It's still uh, at, at the enterprise level of social marketing, there's still a need for more sophisticated tools and that's where the paid tools come along.
0: Great. Uh, Uh, Thanks, Sergio. I I think what we've got here is, uh, what I'd like to uh, bring in is a a key question here, which is really what should we measure to understand our audience? So uh, I'll ask uh, Boris Grinko from the Marketing Experiments team to uh, elaborate on this a little bit.
2: Thank you, Andy. So what I wanted to talk about today in terms of measurement is how measurement in social media doesn't have to be that much different in broad terms from how you would measure impact of your other digital marketing activities. And what I want to talk about is how to really think about measurement. And we'll talk about some tactical steps later on in the presentation, but let's talk about, in general, what does measurement in social media really mean. And those of you familiar with uh, marketing experience before, we talked a lot about landing page optimization, process optimization, other kinds of offer response mechanism optimization. And we usually define, let's say, conversion rate, or conversion rather, In those situations, very broadly, conversion is really any action, uh, any meaningful action or in particular measurable action that you want the user to take um, on our web page, in our uh, sign-up process, and so on. Likewise, in social media, we have just a much larger universe of those different kinds of actions. So if on the page you have, you know, you can buy or subscribe and so on. In social media, now we're kind of hit with this. New vocabulary, right? We can link, tweet, retweet, we can dig, uh, comment, and so on. It, it, even though uh, there are a lot of these different actions that we want to take, there's different also ways to uh, measure them and really combine them into simple ways of, of understanding what's going on in social media. So that's when we talk about intermediate metrics. One side of intermediate metrics is just kind of simple tallies, right? We can count the tweets, we can count the retweets, uh, and so on. Views, downloads of our videos, Uh, But what's important to understand is uh, which of these will have real meaning for us as marketers. It's great that, you know, if you doubled your number of Twitter followers, what what does that actually mean for you? So these intermediate metrics are not themselves critical. Uh, What's really important is how you correlate those intermediate metrics to real bottom line KPIs. And those KPIs are going to be, of course, campaign-specific. It's important that you identify your KPIs For a particular effort in relation to the objective you want to achieve. Uh, In the Moose Jaw example uh, that we looked at earlier, it was important that the company wasn't just interested in creating a larger Twitter following or uh, getting more Facebook fans. What was important is they correlated their social media uh, effort to a bottom line result which was the increase in sales. That was their KPI. Their KPI was how how many more sales can we get from this social media activity.
0: Okay, great. Thanks, Boris. Um, At this point, I think I will, uh, I'd like to hand it back over to Sergio to go over the next step in the methodology. Um, So, we want to know
1: where we're going with our social media program in this stage in the the roadmap process. And we're going to do things like segment, prioritize, and select target audiences. We're going to focus on hard, measurable, and targeted objectives. Because we have to win over skeptics. There's still a lot of skeptics in the the uh, executive suite that uh, don't want to fund social media. And you're going to need hard, measurable objectives to do that. We can go to the next slide. Just for the sake of time, I'm not going to get into any detail on this. What I wanted to point out is in the, the social marketing uh, benchmark report, we have dozens of slides that are broken down by marketers' phase in the social marketing maturity model. And what this has done throughout the, the research is it proved, in this case, um, what uh, which objectives social media is very effective at achieving, and across the board on this one, uh, we see that if you're in the strategic phase, uh, you're 50% more likely to consider uh, each one of these objectives uh, to be something that social media ach- achieves very effectively than if you're in the trial phase. And that's the whole point of going through this methodology is to allow you to understand the value of moving from one phase to the next and ultimately being a strategic social marketer. And on the next slide, we wanted to know not just uh, what, what objectives were effective, but we wanted to know who was actually targeting and measuring their progress uh, with objectives. And what this chart shows is that um, uh, the, the highlight here is there, there are a couple of them, one on each end. The, the traditional uh, metrics like, and objectives like um, uh, like website traffic are, are very important to social marketers because, after all, the website is the hub of most marketing strategies. So traffic to those sites is an objective of most social marketers. What's on the other end of the spectrum, though, are cost reductions. And that's not something that uh, people always focus on in their objectives, but social media is extremely effective in terms of, of things like customer support, reducing the cost of customer support uh, in, in, uh, in a social marketing plan.
0: Great. Uh, thanks, Sergio. So in this section, I think that the, the key question is, how can we connect our business objectives to a social media campaign? So I'll ask Boris to come back in and comment on that.
2: Thanks, Andy. So we'll go back to uh, the uh, moose jaw example. Uh, As I said before, their uh, objective of their campaign was to increase sales. So when they ran their social media campaign, they didn't just focus on their really good performance and getting more uh, reach out there through getting more uh, Twitter followers, Facebook fans, and so on. The KPI for that campaign was to get an increase in sales. So what I want to talk about is um, this five-step method of going from your objectives to actually implementing them into a campaign. So getting a, l- a little bit more tactical. We talked earlier about how to think about measurements, but now let's talk about what we can do. First three steps in this five-step process are really things that, you, that already exist, and some of them you already have in place. So first, you want to identify customer segments. That's pretty straightforward. Um, that means you want to understand who you're going to target through your campaign your objectives, objectives will align accordingly. And I'm going to use the example of a hypothetical company. In this case, this company did an analysis of their transactional data and they identified a particular segment, uh, adult females 35 to 55, as a, one of the te- segments they want to target in the campaign. Now, that's pretty straightforward. Now, Second, that's a more social media-specific tactic and is, what you want to do is understand the community in which that segment you just identified in step one is more likely to participate in. So you want to go out there and understand where are these adult females 35 to 55 um, kind of um, hanging out in the social media lo- landscape. Now you can do that through existing tools out there. Some of them uh, can get pretty pricey. some of them are, are free. Uh, you can also actually ask your customers directly if you have the resources to do that. What social media outlets do you participate in? Do you have a Facebook account? Do you have a LinkedIn account? And so on. Now after you do that, you also want to understand your business success metrics. That's when we talked about measurement. That was the very bottom of the um, uh, of the funnel. These are critical. Before you run any campaign, you need to make sure that you can um, measure, it, measure the results against the particular KPIs that you previously defined. So In this hypothetical example, the company determined that their success metric are going to be net revenue from online sales uh, of their software. And uh, let's go to the next step. Here's where we get really into the kind of new ways that social media affords us for measurement. So our next step is going to be to correlate these actions, uh, the um, the user actions we talked about before, the things you see at the top of uh, of um, of this funnel, The different things that people can do, right? So they can link, they can tweet, retweet, and so on. But which ones of those are important? So what we'll do here is we'll correlate those to our success metrics that we defined in step three. Now, importantly, it may be difficult for you, um, just realistically, to be able to make that connection. Um, If if you don't have the right tools, there's definitely, uh, as we were talking about earlier, and Sergio mentioned, there are tools now that allow you to do this on an enterprise level to really connect, you know, a retweet to a sale. However, um, th- those technologies are not mature yet, and also they get you know, pretty expensive. What you can do, however, maybe more easily, uh, can do more easily is correlate the actions that users take in social media to what happens at the very top of your sales funnel, so just arrivals, let's say, at your landing page. Those are, more easy, uh, those are a little bit easier to correlate to, let's say, uh, the increase in number of Facebook fans that you receive and then the corresponding increase in the number of visitors. So in this hypothetical example, this company may correlate revenue to the number of Facebook fans, as I just said, and quality of comments. Now, last step uh, in this process is going to be to engage. And I know this can, sounds kind of very broad, and we'll talk about mean, meaning of engagement later on in the presentation as well. But what I wanted to point everyone's attention to is and the fact that engagement is a great opportunity, that's the place where you would test. And those of you familiar with marketing experiments methodology know that we're all about testing. We're not here to kind of dish out uh, one best practice for doing things. And we, when we look at engagement in social media, we see it as a great opportunity to conduct testing of things like, for example, just um, using contests versus giveaways. How does each perform? Uh, using user-generated content versus in-house blogger content. How do those compare to each other in terms of achieving those business, uh, business objectives? Even the structure and timing of your tweets, those can be tested as well for their ability to elicit action as we've defined the actions that we want to achieve in step four here. What's important, by the way, before we move on to the next slide um, in the roadmap, is that what I talked about here are all the things that are uh, really focused on the return side of uh, social media, of what you're going to get. Of course it's important to understand and It's just outside of the scope of our clinic today is that of course there's cost uh, associated with all of these efforts so for example the more different segments you want to target the more resources you're going to have to invest in to be able to target them and reach them from different social media outlets the more engagement you want to create the more resources you're going to invest into pro- generating content and participating in discussions and even listening requires a considerable amou- amount of effort And, of course, that's the the ROI question that we're not talking about today, but understanding how much you want to invest in terms of effort and resources and how much you're going to get in return is going to be critical.
0: Thanks, Boris, uh, very much for the insight. Uh, I'm going to ask Sergio now to uh, continue along with the discussion regarding the marketing Sherpa methodology.
1: Okay, so now we're talking about actions, the strategic plan of action, how do we get there from here, And what what we need to do is, and I'm just going to cover these quickly, is there there are a lot of things that go into this section. This is going to be the biggest part of your plan. It includes everything from identifying roles, timetables, policies. Social media policies are extremely important because you may have a large number of people within your organization uh, um, on social media, on the company's behalf, and they should understand what their guidelines are. Things like, uh, obviously, you don't want to have them talking about confidential technical information or things that they shouldn't be involved in. Um, there, there are going to be t- uh, campaign tactics and timetables to execute as part of the strategy. And we're going to talk about a social marketing architecture um, in, the, in the next section that's a little different than the architecture that Boris is going to be talking about. But as we go to the next slide, um, we just want to mention that the, the architecture purpose of it is to, um, to kind of direct the conversations to content, landing pages, uh, content hubs, uh, and so forth. This is one of my favorite uh, data points. So actually, there are three data points in, involved in this. And what it, we it did here was we took, um, we took basically three questions. What, what is the, the most effective social media uh, uh, platforms? What, is, what takes the most effort to implement? And how many marketers are actually using these? So what we see is uh, an ex- extraordinary range up in the far right corner, blogger relations. That's sort of like PR for bloggers. Um, what we see is that that is the most effective uh, tactic, but it's also it also requires the most uh, the most effort. So what we see is that there is very little usage, represented by the small size of the sphere. If we go to the other side, to the left side, we see that. Social networks is the largest sphere, meaning that more marketers are using that than, than any other tactic, but it's mainly because it's, there's very little effort required. It's more effective than a few of the tactics, but not by much, uh, but what happens here is most, uh, most marketers are opting for the fast and easy over the effectiveness. And as we go to the next slide, I, I just want you to, to understand that, that, that you shouldn't sacrifice Effectiveness when selecting uh, the the type of social marketing that you're going to be doing. One of the most important things you're going to find about social your social marketing strategy, where the results are going to come from, is the integration of social media with other tactics. And what we see here, if you combine uh, the the two darker slices here, is that. Eighty-three percent of marketers are integrating uh, social media with other online tactics, versus um, only only one percent that that integrate with just uh, just offline tactics. And the reason for that, if we go to the the next slide. And what we're we're looking at here, and and we're going to just go right over this quickly. But uh, um, the the uh, the reason that, that uh, social media is integrated so often with other online tactics is because it's so simple to do. It's simply a matter of adding a link to a blog back to some content on a website, to add a link from a website uh, into a social network that you're operating to have a link in your, your Twitter post back to your blog post, which then leads someone to uh, a conversion point on a website and so forth. So. Um, again, w- when you get this, this, um, this uh, presentation, take some time and look at the detail in some of these charts. It's going to help direct what your decisions are going forward. If we could have the next slide, please. So we, I wanted to do a quick case study for you here. And it's, it's on the, it comes from our Marketing Sherpa Research Library. And it's on a company called Smart Brief, uh, which is a, a B2B email newsletter publisher. And uh, what they were trying to do here is as they started uh, developing uh, their, their content around social media or that focused on social media, for instance, they have a, a social marketing uh, e-newsletter, they wanted to create closer ties between their newsletters and those social, uh, those social networks. And what they wanted to, uh, to, to do uh, was to add functionality, uh, the functionality to share their articles in their newsletters with social media sites. and Now, we're not just talking about um, clicking on a link that, that takes you to the company's uh, Facebook page or the company's Twitter page. We're talking about enabling readers of the newsletter to click on a, a, a social media icon to share that content on their own site. So uh, in the case of, of SmartBrief, for example, um, if you clicked on the, the if we go to the next screen as well, um, if you if you were to click on a the Twitter function to share that article on Twitter, it would create the post on Twitter, and it would uh, it would also give you a condensed link or a shortened uh, URL in, into um, into that article on on SmartBrief. Uh, what you're looking at here are those links and what they had done, uh, if, if we could, if you look at these, um, uh, these circled items, um, what you're going to see is that the, the icons include an email sharing link and they had used email. It wasn't going uh, very far but the idea here was instead of sharing by email, which is still a very popular thing to do, they wanted to move beyond that. Uh, into, um, into sharing uh, with, in their case, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. If we go to the next slide. The first, the, the, uh, the, the uh, result here that is highlighted, the 20% increase in sharing, what that represents is in that first uh, period of time where, where their results were, were tracked, they immediately saw a 25% increase in sharing over the email sharing. So rather than just uh, the email sharing is sometimes called forward to a friend, in this case, uh, they had a 25% increase in sharing through social sharing or share to social. It goes by a number of different names. But what's more important, what's more uh, incredible than that is social sharing, this this integration of a, a newsletter with social sites, with a reader's social sites. Isn't just that a that 25% more people started sharing with their social sites. If you look at the numbers, the, the results on what the trackback was, they had a 20 a 1600 or almost 1700% increase in traffic from Twitter. That means that every time someone shared. Uh, onto their own onto their twitter site people were clicking that link and coming back to the article and they had an increase of almost 1700% just from twitter uh, over 2000% increase in the traffic that was flowing back from linkedin and uh, a 1300% increase in the traffic that was coming back uh, from facebook so uh, at this point, they, they have a number. I can't recall what the number is, but they have um, maybe a dozen or two different newsletters. As of this, this case study, uh, they had nearly all of them, about 90% of their newsletters included the sharing buttons and were performing uh, incredibly. And I believe on the next, so Rob uh, Bergfeld, who is the, uh, the Director of Audience Development for uh, Smart Briefs, I don't think marketers have a choice anymore. This is the way people are sharing information now, and it's important to adjust to where your readers are. And social sharing through uh, email newsletters, um, social and search as an integrated tactic. Integration with social media is going to produce more results than probably anything else you do with social media.
0: Thanks very much, Sergio. So uh, in this section, I'd like to ask, how do we make sure that we're connecting our audience with the right message, and I'll invite Boris back in to comment on this.
2: Thanks, Andy. So I wanted to talk here a little bit more theoretical, perhaps, uh, and talk about the meta theory that marketing experiments has developed through years of testing of the off response mechanism and understanding what marketing, uh, what kinds of marketing can really work on the internet. And this is this meta theory is uh, really media agnostic, so. Oh, those of you familiar with uh, our experiments, experiment, uh, other work uh, from the past, you know we've applied it to landing page optimization, um, page search measurement, and so on. And this theory, however, does not is not specific to a particular medium, and it applies to social media as well. I just took um, what you wrote, and probably some of you have read about uh, meta theory, and applied it more a little bit more specifically to social media. So this is a way to um, think about. How are you going to compose your message to make it to make an impact on your audience? So number one, uh, and there's this going to be four parts here. Number one is people don't buy from stores, people don't buy from companies or websites; they buy from people. Now this was a really hard sell. We were trying to explain this in landing page optimization because uh, so much, so many of the landing pages or websites are kind of one-way messages and they're very impersonal and they're just trying to push the product. Uh, it, was, it was very difficult for us often to explain even to our research partners that we need to kind of humanize that, uh, that interaction. And in terms of social media, this is where you establish your company's voices. And there's, there could be multiple voices here, you know, your customer service voice, your product information voice. Uh, also, it's important to identify voices of your loyal customers, your, your fans out there and support them and encourage them. And of course, it's very important uh, from the standpoint also to match your company's voice to the, uh, to the customer segments that you're going to, to, uh, you're going to address. Now second, it's very important to understand that what we optimize are not ads or websites or uh, even particular messages. What we want to optimize are thought sequences in the minds of our target customers. Now this is kind of a more of a theoretical, phil- philosophical uh, point that I wanted to make and i am go through it quickly. But part of it is it's the importance of listening and then, of course, understanding what your competitors are doing out there, understanding what sentiment exists out there. That's where you can better understand what thoughts are already arising in your customers' minds and that way you can approach more easily uh, composing messages in order to move those se- thought sequences in the direction you want them to move. Third is how do we optimize those thought sequences? Well, again, here's where we create a personal connection through conversation. As I was saying with, uh, with the first point, you know, this was a really hard sell when we were optimizing pages and processes because those are naturally more static. It's, you know, you're having a conversation, but it's very much one way. Your headline tries to communicate. Your headline does its best way of starting a conversation. But in social media, this is what it's all about. It's real-time conversation. Or sometimes maybe almost real time, um, but it's a lot different from your other digital media. So in social media is where we can really get, put the meta theory to work. And so our last point is that we guide this conversation toward a value exchange. Now this does not mean we just try to sell things, and especially in social media it doesn't mean that. Social media is very much about participating in the conversation. That is how you affect your target audience's thoughts. But what you can do in terms of value exchange, you can give back to the community, you can answer questions, you can provide useful information, you can provide support. Uh, the value that you get from the community is things that we talked about in terms of measurement, and we'll talk more about things you can measure that are going to, be, going to be useful to you in the last section. The information you get from the community is going to be critical to you in order to be able to help them out, but also at the same time, of course, create exposure for, you, for your brand, improve the sentiment about your brand, and so on. And the last point I wanted to make, just as a quick example, is just a question that came up um, for a, from a Jackson Hewitt customer, and they posted it up on Jackson Hewitt's uh, Facebook fan page. And sure enough, someone from Jackson Hewitt provided a very uh, quick and succinct response, helped them out, and took care of the situation. I want to uh, point out that, that and, and so far as social media is concerned, your conversations with your customers have become a lot more visible. So you have to be careful about how you... How do you approach those conversations? In fact, there was a question uh, from one of the members of the audience about, uh, you know, uh, Norman from uh, Norman asked, uh, is it wise or effective to let marketing assistants or interns open social media accounts or post or talk about your product? Well, it's very important that your approach to social media management is measured and very deliberate and uh, and considers all the possible situations. Um, some of you probably, or well, given Twitter, probably all of you have heard about the situation that Net- Nestle got itself into recently with Greenpeace, when a small kind of uh, Greenpeace campaign against Nestle just blew up because Nestle mishandled how they responded to Greenpeace's um, message. And instead of putting out the fire, they just added a lot of fuel to it.
0: Great. Uh, thanks, Boris. That's a, that's a great example. And uh, thanks very much to Norman for asking the question, too. So, Sergio, we're almost all the way down the road with you. So if you could uh, uh, take us home with the uh, last step in the methodology from Marketing Sherpa, that'd be great.
1: Great. And the last step is devices, which uh, is is a term for the social platforms. And what I want to point out here is, as you go to the next slide is um, that the the whole strategy to this point has been – Technology or platform agnostic we want the strategy to outlive technology. technology is moving very quickly uh, in this space. The image that you were looking at on the on the screen that had nine different social icons uh, about half of our audience can't name all of those yet with a year ago those were all relevant uh, social media platforms so as we go to the next uh, the next slide. Um, we're going to talk about the, the architecture very briefly, and we're using this architecture more from a, a physical standpoint um, rather than the architecture term that um, that Boris was using. And this is how we're going to bridge the actions steps with the devices step. In the action stage, in the objective stage, we developed a purpose for everything that we did in this strategy. Here's where we're going to uh, to combine each specific site with content, with a, a flow of conversation, um, and, and, and uh, we're going to build upon the, the, the hub items, which are usually a website and a blog. Those are the, the content hubs. And then we're going to be able to feed traffic in and out of those hubs to each one of the social sites. And the key behind this, and, and in some cases the architecture only has two items on it. In some cases, is the Cisco architecture uh, uh, that's shown. They have a great number of of social uh, platforms in their, their architecture. The key is to roll them out sequentially. Master each one of these platforms before you move on to the other, otherwise your organization is going to be overwhelmed with mediocrity in the use of social media. The the content, many people look at it and say, well, my biggest obstacle to social media is all the content that we're going to need uh, in order to to direct people uh, to some information of value. Well, what most people think is that they have to create their own content where the greatest opportunity here is to repurpose existing content. What you're looking at here is a blog that is a, a partner uh, from a partner to the, the Cisco organization, and what they're basically doing in this uh, this slide here is they're taking an article that comes right from the Cisco blog and they're putting it on their website. There, this is not uh, a copyright infringement. Uh, most companies who have content encourage the use of the content because in this case the value exchange is that the partner uh, Geeknet gets uh, gets content. Uh, for nothing, and Cisco gets traffic in return because ultimately the traffic will go back to the Cisco site, but while they're on the, the blog, it can also go back to the company's website. If we go to the next slide, is that, um, uh, and again, we, we, while we define some of the social brands like LinkedIn and Facebook here, we're really asking about the the generic uh, uh, Type of platform like a professional or a social network, a microblog, and so forth. Uh, but what we find is that nine out of ten marketers already have a social network a network established. Uh, nearly three quarters are already twittering, and uh, uh, and about two thirds have have a blog. Um, so this is the the rest of the key here. The the key uh, piece of information that we want to come out of this. Um, this fourth element is that it should be fourth. It should always be the last thing done is to select the, the sites as uh, within your strategy.
0: Great, Sergio. Thank you very much. Uh, so the key uh, takeaway here that I want to talk about is how should we manage our different social media platforms? And uh, once again, I'll invite uh, Boris in to answer this question for us.
2: Thanks, Andy. The first thing I want to talk about in terms of managing social media is, as we talked about uh, in the the last slide I was uh, discussing, it's important who is managing your social media. It's important to understand which business functions within your company need to address which aspects of your social media presence. Because if you have your salespeople um, answering, for example, customer service questions, well, that that may not be necessarily the best way to approach a situation. Or if you have your... Uh, customer service people putting out a PR emergency again, that could turn into a, quite a disaster so what I want to talk about is how different functions can use social media to benefit your company first we 'll talk about measurement so in terms of business functions, these are probably the people who are dealing with competitive intelligence and product development, likely department or, or functions that reside within your marketing department so what what can they do? Of course, they can this is big part of listening right is, is measuring your those intermediate metrics we talked about earlier in the presentation. You can derive those um, those that are relevant to your bottom line. You can also start measuring other or you can measure a lot of other metrics as well however the, pur- the purpose of course is not to drown in data the purpose is to identify and start measuring the one, the metrics that are particularly important for your company and also you can look at what your competitors are doing. It, because social media creates this uh, level of visibility and transparency, uh, unlike, uh, let's say, you, your web analytics that maybe you can get you know, benchmark data from, from Google, but in case of social media, for example, if you want to measure share voice or sentiment of your competitors, it's just as available to you as it is available to them. So there's a great, great opportunity to gain competitive intelligence. Second, we will, uh, want to respond. And these are kind of more tactical uh, I apologize, I uh, <laughs> missed one slide. So, here's just a quick example of one of the tools out there, TruePulse, that lets you look at a lot of different kinds of data. There's tools out there that help you not just gather the information, but also to organize and then visualize it in a convenient way. And uh, I definitely encourage you to investigate the tools that are out there. We'll mention a couple of them uh, on a the slide later on. But, in so far as the industry hasn't still, you know, it's far from matu- maturity it's uh, important that you identify the tools that are the best for your objectives. Now let's talk about response. Re- responding means really tactical application of your social media management in terms of customer service, sales, and public relations. Um, this, is, this is where you deal with uh, mentions of your product or service, uh, where you can see that maybe somebody out there has, you, you can identify as having a purchase intent. Um, of course, that's an opportunity for your sales team to get involved. Uh, also, there might be broader issues, like maybe some mis- misconceptions out there you want to correct, misinformation or negative publicity. Again, this is an opportunity for your PR department to get involved. And here just some, again, screenshots. I believe this is from Radiant 6 of how they actually integrate with, with, can integrate with, with your CRM in order to really take this very methodical approach to managing your social media presence. So that, let's say, your sales team can not only just get an idea that there's somebody out there having intent, but actually correlate that the, the, the social media data to your CRM, maybe find the person there, or add the person to your CRM. And last is engage. Again, this is kind of a, I mentioned engagement a couple of times before. It's a very broad concept, and it's something that's within the uh, purview of your marketing and public, public relations departments. But engagement is, is critical. Uh, this is where you create relationships, wh- this is where you actively listen, um, and this is where you can, again, test. I know I've been talking about testing quite a bit in different sections of this presentation, but you can really test your the different voices of, with which you can approach your, your audience. You can test different messages. Again, remember the meta-theory we talked about. This is all about human conversation, and what's important is that engagement is what empowers the other two. Engagement will empower your ability to respond because you'll be there and not just out of the blue come out with a customer service answer, but people will know who you are already. And being able to engage also allows you to measure because now you'll have things to measure about your social media efforts. And again, here's, I believe this is also from uh, uh, Radian, uh, a way to visualize your engagement. And again, there's just so many ways of seeing it, but here you can identify there's a peak in uh, perhaps mentions of a particular topic, and you can um, zoom in on that and address it with your marketing and PR department. And here's just a quick uh, list of uh, put together of just some of the software that you might want to consider uh, as you choose your social media management platform.
0: Great. Thank you very much, Boris. Uh, Boy, we've sure got a lot of uh, communication at the hashtag webclinic on Twitter, lots of activity in the Q&A function, and I thank the audience very much for that. It looks like we're not going to have time for live Q&A, but I do want to give some wrap-up here. So, Sergio, can you give us uh, the the top three lessons learned from uh, your methodology today?
1: Well, the the greatest lesson that that comes out of this is that um, Going through a process, developing a process, refining it, and not just jumping into it by, by starting um, a, social, a new social media site is going to increase your uh, your effectiveness, the results that you get from this um, by several folds, and uh, that that's important today. We all need to justify the effectiveness of what we're doing in marketing, and there really is no way to
2: do it without a process. Thanks, Sergio, and. Uh, the two points that I want to really quickly make as a kind of summation. One is that social media can be effectively measured using relatively familiar familiar metrics to digital marketers. Um, I know there's a lot of new terminology out there, but fundamentally the way marketing works hasn't changed that much. There's a lot of new new platforms, but again, going back to our meta-theory, this is all about conversation and talking about measurements, about all about correlating that conversation to results. And second... Um, Again, uh, kind of a broad stroke, but social media has created this opportunity for us to engage in a conversation that never existed before. So coming from more, especially direct response marketing, this is an opportunity for you to get engaged, to have a conversation, and meaningfully affect how your target audience responds.
0: Thanks very much, uh, both to Sergio and Boris. Uh, We uh, greatly appreciate both of you taking some time to uh, share your thoughts and expertise with our audience so I will uh, just remind our audience that we've got this guy by the name of uh, Boris Grinko, who works in our office, who's pretty into social media, as you may have guessed. He's got a blog post up today on uh, social media at the Marketing Experiments blog, which is marketingexperiments.com. So if you go on there and leave Boris a, a comment, he's going to select one person to win a free ticket to uh, one of our uh, – upcoming 2010 online marketing ROI tour, where you can learn a lot more about social media analytics, optimization, and some other things. Uh, Of course, we'd also want to remind the the audience that the 2010 Social Media Marketing Benchmark Report is out and currently available from Marketing Sherpa. You heard from one of the key researchers and author of that uh, that book today. Uh, We have a $100 discount for our audience if you go to socialmex2010.marketingsherpa.com socialmex com for a $100 discount on the Social Media Marketing Benchmark Report from Marketing Sherpa. Uh, as always, we thank you very much for attending. Uh, we do have uh, training resources available at MarketingExperiments.com slash training, and we continue to look for the best research partners that can help us advance our science uh, in the area of social media marketing and others. You can get more information about that from MarketingExperiments.com slash partners. Uh, thanks, everyone. Have a great afternoon.
2: Thank you for listening to this
0: recording of a Marketing Experiments live web clinic. You can sign up to receive invites to future live web clinics as well as receive access to $10 million worth of internet marketing research at marketingexperiments.com.